Welcome back to the show. This is Creating Space, and I'm your host, Wes Knight, and this is episode number 39. This is an episode with Calvin Wayman. He's the owner of Cobbs Media. He's also the author of Fish Out of Water, and Calvin Wayman is a social media entrepreneur. But before we get started with episode 39 and Calvin Wayman's story, this episode is brought to you by Pay It Forward Gear. It's a Vancouver brand. They're all about paying things forward for the right reasons, giving things to others because it makes you feel good. And this is the kind of clothing brand that I want to represent. Payitforwardgear.com is where you can find this wicked clothing brand. And I'm excited to bring them onto the initial pre-roll of the show because these are the type of brands that I want to represent. And this is the Creating Space Lifestyle. You know what else is a creating space lifestyle? That is the lifestyle that Calvin Wayman lives on a daily basis. In this episode, we talk about journaling, the importance of manifestation, law of attraction, how you should act as if even when you're not, and how the importance of understanding that the journey is what Calvin says is all that matters. So with that being said, let's get into this story, the story of Calvin Wayman and his pivot from a lifestyle of misery to the lifestyle of his dreams. I'm here with a social media entrepreneur who is only a year and a half, maybe a little more into his journey, and he's making incredible waves. I mean, he's been featured on Entrepreneur Magazine, The Huffington Post. He's been featured on a podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire. The guy was even on Dave Ramsey Radio in front of 12 million people. This is only a year and a half in. This is Calvin Wayman. Not only that, he's, he's, he's a young lad, and he's got a book <laughs> of his own, Fish Out of Water, which is the guide to achieving breakthrough and permanently transforming into the new you. Calvin, you're making big waves, man. How does that feel, and welcome to the show. Wes, my brother, it feels really good right now. I'm uh, just sitting and reflecting on what's happened in a year and a half. It, it's, I have a ton of gratitude. Thank you, my man. I, I love it. Now, you own a company called Cobbs Media, right? And yes. And you're doing really big things in the social media space. You're helping people manage their brands, businesses manage their brands, and you're really forward progressive thinking. I think it's incredible, but you haven't always been in that space, right? Like, How did no. Cobbs Media come to be? Well, I, I think you have to tie it back to when I quit my day job about a year and a half ago. So I, I remember a moment where I was in my day job probably two years ago. And this is a moment that I have never talked on any other podcast. But with this specific show, I think I wanted to share like more of the, like the actual moments and spaces of things happening. Love it. And I just barely had come off a a big weekend for a management meeting. And usually management meetings are where you get the direction of where you're going to go the next quarter and stuff like that. And I remember sitting in this office all by myself. It was a Saturday or a Sunday. And 
planning for the next week, taking on what, and, and planning what I was going to do and announce to my 30 agents that I managed um, the, at the beginning of the week. And I just remember sitting there thinking about how many hours I just barely put in for this management meeting, what I'm going to do in this next quarter, and being so dissatisfied. Oof. And not only being dissatisfied, but but recognizing this is not me. I am not living in the space that I want to be living in. Like this is not driving me. I do not I am not excited about this. And and in that moment and feeling like down and sad, I was like, but what am I gonna do about it? Like if if I'm not satisfied in here, what would I like to be doing? Well, wow, that's, in that uh, that's moment, a powerful question to ask yourself, isn't it? Yes. And I started journaling and I journaled this. I journaled, I'm not satisfied right now. I like, I can't, I, I could almost pull up my journal on my computer cause I type it out and start, uh, reading it. But I was like, what would I like to be doing? And I was like, in a year from now, what would I want to be doing? And I said several things like, uh, I'm so ex- I was writing as though I, it it, ha- it had happened, and I, for example, I said I'm in the best shape of my entire life. I got down to 155. By the way, I was because I was pretty overweight, and by the way, I actually got down to 145 this wow, year. Wow, crushed that goal! Well done. Totally. Well and, done. Um, so I'm about 40 pounds lighter than my heaviest point, and also in that journal entry, man, it's. I wow. love it. You can feel it, huh? You can feel it. I, I, I can, I can remember one day in Vancouver facing the same feeling as a pro athlete. So I know the feeling that you're feeling right now. You can almost take the energy uh, from that moment, and it can be re-entered uh, into the body. I, it, it's a powerful moment, and it's why journaling is so important, Calvin. So when you're in that moment, and when you're looking, you're taking a real look at yourself, and you're saying, "Man." How do I change this situation? Because I'm not accepting my greatness. I'm running yes. around from my, I'm running away from my greatness. And I know that I'm going to get stuck in this for the rest of my life if I don't make a real change. So yes. tell, me that, tell me that aha moment where, where you said, okay, I'm putting my foot in the ground and I'm pivoting and I'm never going to look back. Well, in that journal entry, the thing that just made it so sensitive for me is I don't even know why I wrote it. But I said something like, I'm so excited to go to be speaking at this conference or something around social media. And I had not done anything with social media um, up to this point. But I, I wrote that, and it's just crazy to think that now I'm doing that. Yeah. So it's just it's just come full circle. What I love is that in journaling or in meditation or in those states, it, it becomes so cathartic because we step out of our our conscious mind and we kind of channel our higher selves, so to speak, or yes. we channel the the intuitive uh, abilities of, of God or the universe or whatever you want to call it, and we allow it to speak through us. And yes. at that moment, you knew that's what you wanted to do, but it was the first time uh, the intuitive nature was able to capture or your or your conscious mind was ever able to capture that intuitive moment say that's your aha all right yes this is it now it's real i've written it down yep and And now i'm holding myself accountable right 
Yep. So now a year and a half ago, which was probably six months. It still because I st- it still took me a while to actually pull the trigger. So it was about six months after I did that journal entry, which for me now is about a year and a half ago where I quit my day job. So I quit my day job, and so this is a long-winded answer to answer your question: How I got into social media, and so I ended up quitting my day job. Went to Southern California. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Started doing door to door, and then getting around other people, other entrepreneurs that guided me. Then this January, um, in this year, um, 2016, um, is when I started my company, Cobbs Media. And so just been building it and having fun with it ever since. Wow. Congratulations. That That is a breakthrough moment. And what I like about it, Calvin, is you make no bones about it. You go straight to yeah. the point. All right. Here, here's where yeah. I was. This is how I felt. And this is what I did to change it. And I think that's what creating space is all about. That's the moment where you said, okay, I'm going to push away from this person that I was and that I thought I needed to be. And now I'm going to open up the void for the new me to come. Um, yes. But uh, let's dive into the process. So you, you've you quit your cool. job, right? And, and you yes. didn't like it anymore. Door-to-door sales is what you landed on first. In yes. San Diego, no less, which is one yes. of the most expensive cities in the world. Yep. That's got to add some pressure to you because I, I can imagine door-to-door sales is mostly commission-based and you're having to grind really hard. Based. Okay. So that's even more stress. So now yes. one stress of not doing what you love has now shifted into another type of stress. Tell me how you yes. – tell me how you dealt with these changing levels of stress, which are all still high levels. You know what? It was a very confusing time for me because I was like, everything's going to feel so much better and happier when I'm doing my own thing. (laughs) And now I'm doing my own thing and there's so much uncertainty. So it freaked me out. But luckily, um, I landed on meditation, guided meditation. Wow. And that helped me quite a bit because, yeah, I left Utah where it was wherever I grew up for 27 years and left everything that I knew and just had my, me, my wife and, and our one-year-old son. Those are the only, so we were around literally zero people that we knew. And so, and beyond that, leaving, a a management job that's fairly secure because it was mostly salaried managing up to 30 people. So I'm around people all the time and then I go into this door-to-door thing, and I'm in a neighborhood, and I go out there every afternoon, and what you hear is this. Nothing. Wow. You're just alone. Mm. So, for, so for the first time, I really had to, I guess, face myself is a good way to put it, but learn to become friends with myself too. And so meditation helped me do that because I had a lot of time to <laughs> – to mind f myself over <laughs> a lot of stuff be, being just walking from door to door being in a silent place um and the only people you don't see anybody except the people you do see are people that don't necessarily want you to be there right yeah so it was pretty crazy but meditation was a big thing for me no, getting into I, I like that calvin because that segues directly into where i am in my life where i'm starting to become much more immersed into my spiritual practices. So mindfulness and meditation is a growing modality in my life. Um, And I'm noticing that what it's helping me do immediately is have the strength to shift from the bad thoughts uh, and then refocus and also open up the channel for creativity. Now, it's helping me 
have a more in-depth relationship with myself. Just the understanding and the self-awareness that that comes from it uh, is incredible. But it's not easy. What what do you what do you receive from your meditation practice that is powerful enough for you to continue to do it on a habitual basis? Well, to be honest, the first thing is it. I hated it. <laughs> like in the beginning, um, I almost felt like that it made it worse. And what I mean by that is it amplified the feelings I was feeling. I did not. I went to meditation for a reason, or for the for uh, out of necessity. Like I needed. It wasn't just something I wanted to try out. But I was having so many negative feelings. Being alone, wondering if I was going to make it. What if my wife and my one-year-old son end up on the street? Um, like, what am I worth? If I if I don't make money, if I don't do anything, then is it even worth living? Like, I honestly asked sure. some of those questions. Sure. And it was so negative, and it didn't make any sense. It was so confusing because I was doing my own thing. I remember one week I was so stressed out and had so much anxiety that I lost 10 pounds in a week. Holy smokes. Um, my wife would wake me up because um, she um, she would get she'd notice that she was getting wet in bed because I was soaked in sweat, and so I was making the bed soaked with my own sweat because my mind just would not stop and I had so much anxiety. So I I went to meditation as a form of as as necessity, and when I started it, I hated it because when I was done. I, I, I almost felt worse, but I was like, okay, I, I have to trust in this. I have to keep going because I know this is going to help me. And now, looking back on it, I can see what, what, why it happened the way it did. First of all, be, I had so much going on in my mind and in my life, and I had so much stress and anxiety, that I would, I, and I didn't want to feel those things, so I was pushing it away. Right, yeah. and pushing it away and resisting it, I found out was actually making it worse, and it was making it come back. And when I was meditating for the first time, I was acknowledging those feelings for the first time. So in a way, I, it was making them more real, and I didn't really, my body didn't know how to take it. But as I kept doing it, I realized that is what they needed. They those those feelings needed needed acknowledgement. I needed to notice the anxiety and the the stress and everything in my gut and in my feel and in my midsection and just feel it. I love it. And Gabby Bernstein has a great book right now that I'm that I'm breezing through. It's such a good read. It's called The Universe Has Your Back, and in it she talks about how important it is for you to look at the fear. Right, anxiety yes. is the fear. You have to look at it, just like you said. You have to become aware to it. You have to acknowledge it. So then you're no longer afraid of it. It doesn't scare you any longer because you understand it. Right? It's like the kid yes. who believes there's a monster under his bed until he gains the courage to get up, look under his bed, recognize yes. there's nothing there, and then the fear dissipates. That is right? that is such a good yeah. And you're you and if you think it's there, you want to ignore it and and think you're being safe. Right. Yeah. That is that is such a perfect analogy because going and looking, you're facing it. Yeah. But then you acknowledge it, and then it like vanishes. And so over time, that's what I started to notice. Not to say I don't have fears and anxieties and stresses. Now I definitely do. We're all human. Sure. But now it it the cycle is faster, or it it processes more quickly. It can be um, it can be a day or hours or minutes now instead of weeks and weeks of it. 
You know, I, I think that there is a correlation between all of the successful people that I have been fortunate enough to listen to and bring onto my show. And meditation is the one thing throughout all of the individuals that I'm talking with that they they linearly will contribute to their success. So I'm glad to hear that you adopted that uh, technique, and it is now paying massive dividends in your business now. I feel that whenever I need to jump back into the creative space, I've got to get into the mindfulness, the meditation practice. It, it allows me yes. to take a step back from myself, see it from a different point of view, and then I get as- access uh, to the, the creative realm. Do you, you need that for social media. You need to be creative. So yes. do you feel like it benefits you not only personally but professionally? Absolutely. And a good example of this too is even my writing my book. Um, because it's one of those things you can't, that's what I've learned throughout all this too, is there's this hustle part that you got to have to be successful, like just freaking keep going, but you cannot squeeze out or force out the creativity. Like it did not matter when I, like how much I wanted to hustle or work hard when I was writing my book. If I was trying to just go after it and hustle it out of me, it would just stay stuck. Then the way to get it out of me was first thing in the morning, taking care of myself, getting in a calm space, meditating, and then letting it come through. Mm. And so that's what I try to make a habit of every single morning is my most creative activities happen first. After I take care of myself, after I get up and um, – usually grab a drink of water or have a cup of coffee, but then get in a calm space, meditate, get calm, and then do whatever the most creative thing is that I need to do for that day. Taking a step back so you can take a step forward. So you can take three steps forward, (laughs) which which a lot of times, yeah, especially as you get busy, that there's this quote in meditation that has helped me so much because when I was getting into it, um, you know, when people just so people are people listening to this, maybe when they hear meditation, you don't know duration. Maybe you're thinking, is this like a two-hour thing? For me, it was ten minutes. Like throughout the last year, it's been just ten minutes, and there's been so many times that is so weird. I'm so busy, and I'm like, I don't know if I have ten minutes. Um, but then there's this quote that I love, and it says something like, um, it has different durations on it, but for me, I read it this way. Everybody should meditate for at least 10 minutes a day unless they don't have time. Then they should meditate for an hour. <laughs> I love right? it. Yeah, and absolutely. That, that put me in the right space. So now I'm doing an experiment uh, from a guy named Kyle Cease who meditates two hours, which for me is so crazy. That's awesome. But I'm not, my meditations are now up to 30 minutes. And I, need to, I always need to remember that quote because I'm so busy now. And I think I don't have time for it oftentimes, but I have to realize, no, it's taking a step back so you can take like three or four or five steps forward. So let's talk about that, Calvin. What are some examples of ideas that have come to you in that meditative space that have really contributed to breakthroughs in your company or shifts in your company that um, changed or grew you or scaled you or put you on a new level? One of the biggest things is I used to think that I needed to hit a certain level until I hired somebody. And I was fairly stressed out doing all the work myself. And it was in a it was one morning meditating 
where I realized this thing that I thought was super logical and uh, practical was actually just fear running me. Mm. And I was like, what if hiring somebody gives me more freedom and things like that? Like I realized it was from a place of scarcity. And so out of the meditation, I decided, you know what? I'm going to hire somebody right now. Like, yes, I could totally handle all this work, but I'm going to hire somebody right now. And so I hired somebody and I cannot tell you, like, I can't tell you how much re- stress and relief that took off of my plate to have somebody else that could do like the, the, the content creation stuff and doing stuff that I, that's better than I could do, you know? Sure. And I think I would have kept hitting myself and uh, up against the wall. Like, I don't. I don't have time for meditation because I got to do all this work. <laughs> and interestingly enough, but taking a step back and meditating, I was like, no, that's just fear saying that I have to get like two more clients or three more clients before I can afford to hire somebody. Ironically, hiring somebody allowed me to have the freedom to go talk to other people and hire them on, you know, wow. and not feel like that I was going to be stressed out because I would have to do way more work. So that was a big thing that shifted and scaled. And right after this, I'm actually doing interviews to hire another person because it's worked so well. So a year and a half into it, and you just started your business Jan one of 2016. I mean, Calvin, you're making massive strides. But let's move this direction or continue to let it evolve organically. What I want to follow into now is the aspect that social media is actually the reason for a lot of people's anxiety or anxiousness mm. or comparative levels to mm-hmm. other people, right? I, I see it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at guys like Lewis Howes and I mm. respect the hell out of Lewis Howes. I love what he's doing. Yep. I think it's great. I think there's an aspect of what he does that I like to try to bring into what I'm doing. But I sometimes I could I compare. I see, his, I see yes. his brand. I see how well he's doing his marketing team. And I'm thinking, man, how, how come I'm not on that level? Or how do I get to that exactly. level? And immediately the anxiousness, the comparison, the self-judgment arises. So how do you mm-hmm. operate in this space professionally but stay balanced? Now, is it only through meditative spaces? Or, or tell me the keys to that for you. It's funny that you mentioned specifically Lewis Howes because I had the exact same thing when I – first got into when I first quit my job. I went to Southern California and the first event I went to was an event that I decided to attend in Los Angeles because Lewis House was going to be the keynote speaker. And <laughs> I had the all of those things that you said. Look at all these things. He's he's um on a completely different level. Um why am I not there yet? And what what helped helped me specifically with Lewis Howes and has really opened up my mind since then is seeing him in person. Now, I don't know if this totally answers the social media question, but when I saw him, I was like, holy cow, he's a real person. <laughs> he's and no alien. Damn exactly. It. <laughs> and he wasn't, he wasn't some guru on this mountain that I couldn't touch. Nothing taken away from him, but it was um, just seeing him and talking with him and just yeah, just having a real person conversation, it was like, holy cow, that increased my belief level in a massive way. Awesome. Because because I see where he's at on social media, but balance that with th- that he's an actual real human being, and I realize I'm a real human being, and then it just made me think, 
yeah, okay, I'm not, I'm not too far off track. I just right. got to keep going here, right? And I've had that's that's one of the most important things that I want to always keep and and share with people. I have something that I don't really promote yet because I don't really want it to be a big thing at this point. But I have a a YouTube show called Millionaire Case Study, and it's me documenting my journey in real time as it's happening because people when i would see people like lewis house or gary vaynerchuk or all these people there were stories of their success always told after the fact sure and you don't see the human element and you'd think that maybe there's something wrong with you and so I was like, man, how cool would it be if I could go watch Gary Vee before he made millions or watch Lewis Howes rewind and see what he looked like when he was at my stage and see how he dealt with these things. I couldn't find anything like it. So that's why I created the Millionaire Case Study. So that's what I am. I'm the Millionaire Case Study. <laughs> I'm nowhere close to a million yet, and that's the point. So I, every single week I do a new episode talking about exactly what I'm going through, um, what's going on in my business, so that there can be this evolution, this unfolding of it that people can go watch as it's happening in the moment so that it's not lost in the story after the fact. Very good. It's very good. And it sounds like you found a healthy balance between comp competing and competitive nature of being an entrepreneur and uh, in the business side of things, and also realizing that where you are is enough and that people need to see the organic, authentic aspects of the challenges and the battles that you go through on a moment-to-moment -moment totally. basis. You know, and, and that uh, further heads us in a, in a great direction. This whole Facebook Live evolution that's coming and mm -hmm. it's stomping Periscope. And it's now they're going to have a questionnaire aspect to, to it where people that are uh, listening can ask questions. And they're also going to put the split screen up to where maybe yep. you can have a podcast double in there. Yep. And I mean, there's mm -hmm. opportunities that are really about to explode for people that are in our space, the online space. Yes. So tell me what you think the new age, because social media is not going away. Right? right. And tell me what is it going to evolve into? Because it runs a lot of people's lives in negative ways and positive ways. Tell me what it's going to evolve into for the future. I I look at the positives. I think every tool that has come out from caveman days, like there used to be a time where old timers were like, these cars are going to ruin society because it can allow kids to have too much freedom and and same with social media i i actually don't have the the poo poo feeling that a lot of people do yes i know it can be abused but just like anything so where i see it going is just being such a normal thing where you don't even where you just use it how you use other things people don't think now oh cars are ruining society like they used to or the radio is ruining society i mean People had that big time when the internet first came out, and I know there's still some of that idea uh, that you have to be careful with it, but it's just becoming so normal and part of our human evolution. Sure. And so what I taught, what I say is like, notice that you, you said it. It's not going away. So how do you use it? Because the other side of it is it sucks people in, but they're being a 100% consumer and not a creator on it. Ooh. They're not leveraging it as a tool. So what, I, what I'm all about is like, okay, this is here. How can you leverage it? Because every time a new platform come, comes out, then you have an opportunity, like with Facebook Live, to 
be a part of that of the pioneers and first movers, which is going to help you with uh, capturing attention, which is the asset. You mentioned Periscope. It's not very big right now, but that was the first platform I ever got on that became where I became known. Um, last year, uh, when it was big, I was like, "What's this Periscope thing?" And I made it a goal that I was going to periscope every day for three day for three times every single day. And doing that got me visibility because it was, there was a lot of excitement around it for it being new. And even though periscope is not as big as Facebook live, now I have that same following and the same people that connected with me over there over on Facebook. So This is great. Being a pioneer in new spaces and a creative, someone who's creating in the, in the uh, realm of creation and not just consumption. That's how you become an innovator. That's how you really become a creator. I have felt for the longest time that something connects with me with Facebook Live and I need to double down on it because I think there could be a breakthrough there. How can someone who's looking at a new space like you did, i.e. the Periscope uh, aha moment you had, how does how did you get over that fear of fear. turning the camera on and having people judge you into that space where, man, you're creating three plus times a day and have no worries about what anyone is thinking about what you're putting out? Push record. Just hit so, it, just hit record, huh? The, the cool thing is, the cool thing is, is you don't want so many people to see you, right? The, I had this question all the time with Periscope, and I created a course on it at the time. Push record because most, guess what? When you're brand new, there's probably going to be nobody there. Leverage right. that. Sure. Leverage that. It's not a problem because you're going to have those fears, right? Because you need practice, and so if you pu- just push record, you're going to get reps in. You're going to keep going and keep going as though there's there there are people there because there is going to be a replay. But just keep doing it. Yeah, you might feel that way the first time, maybe a little bit the second time, but a little bit less, and then the third time, then the fourth time. But you do that, and by the time you get up to the tenth time, you're going to have a lot more confidence than you did when you pushed it the first time. Mm. But the only way to get to the tenth time is to push record once, right? So – that's what that's what I did it what did it for me cuz here's the truth something I don't talk about a ton is right before I quit my day job I was one of the most shy people ever on social media I was so shy that I didn't even want to on my Facebook with my friends and family I didn't even have it set to a public profile yet but with my <laughs> friends and family I didn't even have a profile picture of myself the only thing I, I had a picture, a cartoon picture of Calvin from a comic strip called Calvin and Hobbes. Wow. Because I didn't want to put myself out there. So I get it. Now it's kind of ironic that I'm doing something, that's what I'm all about is growing my brand and getting exposure and putting myself out there and helping other people put themselves out there, helping my clients that I'm like, okay, I want you to shoot a three minute video on something controversial. And <laughs> at the time, <laughs> And like one of my clients, Seth Campbell, love this guy. So um, he just shot <laughs> – you may not agree with this, but um, it just shows you like how, how far out that I've been able to help other people. Uh, he, he believes in being an entrepreneur and stuff like that. And so he created a video yesterday with the title of Your High School Teacher is Killing Your Creativity. Right. And a lot of people – yeah, a lot of people may not lo- like that. And that's a controversial topic, right? But – I love that because I think 
it's growth. And so that's what I think social media can allow you to do. Like, I think there's so many more positives than negatives, especially used right. You, you will have more friends today, not less. People say it's killing friendships and relationships. You will have more deeper relationships because of social media used right. I cannot tell you how many close friendships I have of people that I consider brothers and sisters mm. across the globe. Yeah. And I mean that. I'm going to be going to India in for the first time, and I'm going to be staying with a friend um, that we connected and developed our relationship through Facebook. And we've connected a lot of times off Facebook, but that started it in, in terms of like deepening it. And now I have a place to stay in India. If I go to Australia, I know people I can stay with that said, hey, come stay with me when you come to Australia, Chicago, New York, all those things. You, you will have more friends if you use it and build those connections, which I'm big on. If you're not building connections on social media and deepening your relationships, then you're wasting your time. That's a great so. point. That is a, such a good point because as uh, Creating Space Tribe and these listeners and this community begins to grow, I, I am so passionate about reaching out and having conversations with the people that are commenting and giving their experiences, sharing their experiences with the show. And I feel like a lot of people – just want to throw out content with with a barrier between their followers. I think they forget that their followers are people. people. They're people. You know what Dude. I mean? They're no difference yeah. between you and I. And and we need to have those conversations because we're out we're humanly designed to connect, aren't we? Yes. Yes, and that's something I said on the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast that a lot of people forget about is your likes are people too, your followers are people too. So treat them like that. Mm. And cool things happen. Like here's here's I'll, I'll share a cool story with connection. Uh, so this happened a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, I was scrolling through my social media, and I come across this random video. It's a random video of three guys, three Australian dudes in a studio doing some sort of a podcast interview. Now, the, I, the, I, I assume they were Australian because they had an accent. Other than that, I had no frame of reference of who they were. Okay. Then as I'm watching the interview, they start talking about somebody. And the person they're talking about is me. <laughs> oh, whoa. That is <laughs> yeah, awesome. It, it was, dude, I tell you, it was one of the craziest things. It was the first time in my life where I had ever seen somebody talking about me where I had literally zero frame of reference of who they were. Plus, they had an accent. I, I'm, I'm a pretty friendly dude, and I have a lot of friends, but I didn't have anybody. I didn't have any friends that had Australian accents. It was, wow. it was crazy. I've, I've never even been outside of the U.S. at this point, right? And so I'm like, how is this happening? What's going on? Well, this is what happened. Turns out, six months ago, six months ago, one of those guys followed me on Instagram. And when he followed me, instead of ignoring it like we often do when we get that notification, I was like, this person took the time to follow me, a real human being, sure. took the time that he must have looked at my profile, he saw something, he followed me. I want to acknowledge him back in a way that he knows that I'm another human being connecting with him too, um, and not just some autoresponder that says, I saw you followed me, check out my website, sure. like something that's cold. So I decided – I pulled out my phone. I pulled out my phone and I shot a quick video and all it said was this. Hey, brother. I noticed you followed me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. The video lasted four seconds. That's it. And then he chatted back because he had never had anybody do that. We had a, a little conversation that lasted for that day 
And that was cool. But then, without me realizing it, this guy has been stalking me <laughs> in a good way, has been following me uh, across social media for the last six months. Awesome. And not only that, when I came out with my book, Fish Out of Water, he bought a bulk order of my books without me even realizing it. And he was giving 10 copies of my book away for free on this podcast interview in Australia to people that I never could have thought I would ever reach. And he was doing this all in a country I've never even been to. Mm, what a story, Calvin. What all of a that, story. All of that starting from a four-second connection. No, 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 That's no, 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 Calvin, no, 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 no. All of that started in the moment where you were in your journal struggling, <laughs> asking for, tr asking for uh, some sort of truth. And that started when you decided to step into your greatness, when you decided to yeah. create space for Calvin Wayman that you see today. Tell me this, Calvin, yes. all of this is happening to you. What are you grateful for, man? Uh, I, it's such a cliche thing to say, but it's the first thing that comes to my mind. And I've always heard people say this and, um, and it was like, what are you talking about? I'm grateful for the journey because as you're in it, as you're like when I'm in the door to door thing and I'm walking those streets and I just barely got my door slammed in my face for the 500th time in a row <laughs> and whatever it is. And I'm wondering if I'm going to afford rent and things like that. In that moment, you don't think that the journey matters. You think that you just want the pain to go away and you just want the, the destination. But – for me, it's those lessons that you realize that the destination is not the end thing even. That's not even success. It's, it's realizing that success is right here, right now. Oof. And that's what the journey teaches. And the reason you even hit the destination is because you recognize that. And if you stay successful in the moment – and keep doing those things, then the destination comes as a byproduct. Wow. It all starts so, with a decision, doesn't it, Calvin? Yes. And so that's what I appreciate is, is realizing that we're all on this journey wherever you are. And if you can find out that success is not something you're waiting for, but you're, you're, it's right now being on this journey and taking a step right now, like in the moment, and then taking another step. That's how you win. Something that I don't know if I told you, um, kind of as a challenge to myself, three weeks ago is I ran a 50-mile ultramarathon. Whoa. And um, if we tie this back to that letter, in the letter, I wrote that I did something crazy and signed up for an eight-mile race. Like I had not even run eight miles when I first wrote that letter. And last year, I did my first Spartan race that was eight miles. This year, I did 50. Mm. So it's crazy to see the difference. But the, the point I want to make with the 50, besides the fact that it was such a big thing, I was like, how am I going to do this? When I was in that race, 
you can't you can't do 50 miles at once right it happens like you cross that finish line and have that destination or or have that goal as cliche as it sounds but it's literally just saying okay in this moment taking another step and managing it in the now you can't you can't you can't uh, deal with every single problem and every single pain of the entire race in a single moment. It's just like, okay, I'm okay right now. What can I do to just take another step and take another step? And then 15 hours later, you're across the finish line, right? So that's just something that I think is super important. It, then that was a great realization for me going through that to just see how true it is that the journey matters. So I am very, very deeply grateful for the journey. The journey matters, and the journey is taking you to Entrepreneur Magazine, Social Media Examiner, an influential top 30 entrepreneur under 30, and you have your own book. You're, you're doing well. And you know what I'm grateful for, Calvin? I'm grateful for you taking the time out of your busy day to come on a creating space to leave such an impactful, powerful message with our listeners. I mean, I'm looking at the clock right now. It's 1212. That means that I'm in alignment. This message is in alignment. And I hope you continue to stay in alignment and change lives uh, through your ability to connect and your ability to pass a message. So thank you so much, Calvin, for coming on to the show. I am going to continue to follow you, examine you, maybe copy from you a little bit from time to time. Please do. I, I'd love to be able to collaborate with you and kind of plug into your greatness and see what I can learn to help grow this influence and grow this community. So Calvin, once again, grateful for you. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. And I send you the best of vibes as you move forward through your day. Wes, thank you so much for this invitation. It's been an honor. You got to love Calvin's story. You have to love the fact that what matters to Calvin is the journey. What matters to Calvin is that he was so afraid to make a change. And then one day he found his power. He found his power by journaling. He found his power by the constant obsession with his thoughts and manifestation and how he had the courage to act as if, act as if he already was when he wasn't. That it takes tons of courage to go ahead and step into a life like that before you even feel you're deserving. And what he recognized is when he met his idols, he realized his idols could easily become his rivals, which they now are. I think that story of transformation is completely aligned with the creating space lifestyle. And Calvin was one of my favorite interviews to date. He's a great guy. You got to reach out to him. Go grab his book, Fish Out of Water. And if you need some new gear for the 2017 year, make sure you get over to payitforwardgear.com. Check out some of their awesome hats, shirts. They've got anything you need and it's for the right reasons. Maybe pay it forward to one of your family members or friends who you know would really appreciate it. Guys, appreciate you coming on to the show. Please. If you've gotten one of the snapbacks, if you're interested in one of the new Creating Space snapbacks, make sure you reach out to me or make sure to tag me when you're out wearing the gear, having a great time representing the Creating Space lifestyle and being the best version of yourself. I love all you guys. and I'm so thankful for the Creating Space tribe. You guys get out there. Keep pursuing the best version of yourselves. I'll see you on Monday for Mindset Monday.